Hello everyone, this is Rahul Boshak here. And today we have somebody very special with us. She is Miss Monica. And she has been recognized as one of the brilliant creative coach, a brilliant life coach, and at the same time, so amazingly an author. And we are very fortunate today that we received the opportunity to get this interaction because a lot of people have so many questions in this, you know, uh, generation, like, you know, uh, after the AI intervened, like, you know, what is the meaning of creativity? Then people think that life coaching, what does is even do that thing? Like, you know, what is the benefit of, you know, having a life coach in the, uh, you know, field? Then a lot of youngsters are right now looking forward to become an author because a lot of opportunities came up, a lot of digital opportunities came up. So we are going to talk about a lot of very interesting things today. So hello, Monica. Thank you very much for joining. Please let me know how, how are you first. Yeah, so thank you so, so much, Rahul. I'm very happy to be here and very excited at the same time. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm still learning. You know, for me, it's always, you know, a beginning and always a new learning. And uh, I'm very happy to be here. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's a vast field. And it's a great opportunity to interact with people and to let them know what it is all about. So really, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Yes. It, it is completely our honor. It is completely our honor. So uh, as you mentioned that, you know, you always uh, keep on learning. So why not we start the questionnaires from here? So please tell me that, you know, sometimes when we see like, you know, people like, you know, even in the office or even in the school, they, when they have like certain amount of knowledge, they consider themselves like, okay, I'm done. Like, you know, I have reached that level. I don't want to learn something new. So what is the importance of, you know, having a continuous learning and what should be the process? Like, you know, after a certain age, people stop going to the school, stop going to the colleges. So what should you like recommend or like what is your method of learning every day? So I think it's a very important and interesting question, uh, Rahul, that you've asked, because uh, if our perspective and attitude towards life is that I'm a learner for life, Mm -hmm. then we are ready to absorb everything around us all the moment. And learning doesn't mean that it's only about degrees and, you know, uh, getting some award or a trophy at workplace or school. It's all about absorbing even the minutest of things that's happening around us. Like, you know, the blooming of a flower you talk about uh. or the laughing of a child. Or if you see a change in the flora and fauna with the season. So there are different aspects of learning. Okay, one is the intellectual aspect. One is the daily activity, you know. So, of course, we have to stay abreast with what's happening around the world. Like, for me, the day starts with my morning newspaper. And I feel disconnected if I'm not read the newspaper. And I'm sure it goes for everybody. You are one of those, you know, birds, those... Like, you know who need the yeah. newspaper early in the morning. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, the touch and the feel of paper is important. That's the reason why uh, around lockdown... Okay, for those two months that newspaper wasn't available or whatever number of days that strict lockdown was, it wasn't available. But as soon as the lockdown was lifted, I just said, I need my newspaper, I'll sanitize it and I'll use it, you know. But that doesn't take me away from AI, that doesn't take me away from the digital world because being a teacher, the day the first lockdown happened, I still remember my vice principal was the first one in a family, you know, like somebody in the society got the first case. 
And uh, this was an Amity uh, Noida I'm talking about. And we were, there was complete panic and it was the first lockdown. Nobody knew the word Corona had also not been coined that clearly by then, you know. So okay. they just said, yeah, there's a COVID case. Whatever stuff you have, just come to the computer room. They didn't even say that, you know, come to the medical room. What did they say? Come to the computer room. There's an emergency meeting. We were wondering what is the emergency meeting all about? And we were told that just like doctors cannot take a break, you teachers cannot take a break because I was teaching grade 9 and 10. So they said boards are on. From tomorrow onwards, we are going online. And which means that children cannot come to school. You cannot go because it's a rule from the government that all schools have to be shut. Just hear out what is to be done. So because we were using teams and all that thing. So they just gave us a brief, you know, how to go about. So what I'm trying to bring out here is that, of course, the digital world was so important because I learned on the job what AI, what uh, Zoom, what uh, Teams is all about, how to go about screenshots. PPTs, of course, we were making earlier also. So, uh, you know, and... As soon as the lockdown was lifted, like I said, the feel of paper, the touch of books that I had at home, you know, at, at home. So um, can't do without the two. So we learned something new. I'm sure there was no concept of Zoom 10 years back. Right. There was no concept of AI 30 years back. It just started coming in. You know, so I think if we have that open mind, like a window, you know, that I'm a learner. So there is so much we can absorb. You know, so I still feel like I'm that little child inquisitive child six-year-old who's always willing to learn all the time no matter what degrees like i said we may have or where we may go in life so because i feel i'm a learner so i'm learning all the more all the time every moment so that is so amazing to know because as you mentioned a very important part like you know as like doctors we are also teachers like you know we don't get the break which is actually very true like you know if we uh, look at the fundamental state of any civilization so we will find out that teaching teachers they are the most noble profession and they have been adapting themselves like with every sector of the you know civilizations or the timeline first people used to have a very different idea of teaching then the school format came up then there is some tolls. You remember, like, you know, in the Sanskrit books, there is some tolls where you used yes. to be there. So it, yes. it, uh, it it feels very amazing to getting the opportunity to talk with a teacher. Thank you very much, Monica, for making time Thank for you. us. And I would Thank love you. to uh, get into that part where you mentioned about the digital world, like, you know, digital AI world. You consider yourself in the creative segmentation. You have uh, been coaching students to uh, enhance their you know creativity even how far i know like your company is also coming the website creative mentee as well coming so a lot of things are around which is creative yes. and creative right so I, tell me one thing like you know uh, recently i was having a conversation with my younger brother so he was doing certain college projects and everything and he just you know uh, methodically using you know ai to enhance the creativity of that writing. So what is your take on that? Like, you know, uh, creativity that is uh, genuinely coming from directly the human beings. Let's assume like uh, the famous authors that we follow, the uh, writers that we have studied from our since childhood. So that time there was no any year, right? So whatever that thing that came that directly from the human brain. So what is your interact over here? Like, you know, right now, probably the other authors are uh, just copy-pasting their script and making it more creative in such a way. So what is your take here? 
So uh, Rahul, I would like to take you back to my uh, initial journey before I was an educator. I was a copywriter as well. So I worked in ad agencies and, you know, I've, I've been an artist. So I, I won't say I'm an artist in the sense I've not gone to formally to any school of art, really. But painting, uh, you know, reading, coming up with those one-liners, because, of course, since I was a copywriter as well. So I think creativity is something which is there in all human beings. Okay. You know, yes. And, you know, like we are the, you know, in the in the entire animal chain, you know, we we can think our intellectual bent of mind and things like that we are the only ones who can think that widely. You know, we were uncreative with something where you cannot copy. It okay. comes from within. You can improvise. Okay. An art is taken. It can improvise. But everybody has uh, creativity in them. Some people... Fine, you know, it's kind of dormant in them because they don't discover it. Okay, fine, this is not... I mean, I'm sure there are people, even when you're, someone is talking on the phone, some people doodle. Some people just sit and, you know, uh, they just kind of, you know, okay, I'm talking, but I'm, you know, sketching something. I mean, they are not artists. But, so this is like a natural thing in people. It's just that sometime when it's stronger in someone, then you feel, okay, fine, I know I can be an artist. Okay, I feel I'm going to be a copywriter. Okay, I feel I can be uh, so-and-so art and craft. I mean, the field is vast of creativity. I mean, talking about creativity, particularly what interests me, of course, painting, like I'm a great lover of uh, paintings and uh, mm. Vincent van Gogh, of course, Study Nights, um, you would have heard, or you oh, talk of Monet, Lilies, you know? So, I mean, uh, you can get me started on that and I can take you in a different direction altogether. Like I, my passion for art is very strong. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, talking about uh, creativity, both go hand in hand, AI and creativity. Because see, AI today is really coming. You you know better, Rahul. You're you're the uh, you know the big boss. Yeah, you know you you have your hands in everything. You know the beauty of AI. So, but it cannot function independently. They go hand in hand. You know, if if uh, uh, you know, talking of uh, Anjali Lamenin, the great artist. You know, so if her painting is taking off in a big way, wherever, so is AI in the other. And both when blended it together, blended in together, you can reach out to a vast, you know, circle of people across countries, across, because it's so easy. Within a few seconds, you can, you know, okay, this is the, why I took her example and randomly her name just came to my mind. So this is the latest painting. How does it look? Someone sitting in UK would like to see you immediately mail it, attach and send. Right. Think of such a thing happening 50 years, 100 years back. It wouldn't have been possible. Somebody would have to transport and send her canvas across. Of course. By ship or, or whichever, the, you know. So so that is, and I think creativity and AI today, especially amongst the young generation, the older generation, you may say, whatever, it's really catching up fast because that's the need of the hour. And like now, if you look at Creative Menti, the, the company that you just mentioned, and, uh, you know, so I look at uh, children also, young minds, they are naturally born with it. I don't know how, if you ask a child, you will often see grandparents and parents telling their children that please do this WhatsApp thing for me. I'm not able to figure it out. You know, just, just download this for me. I, it just comes naturally to them. But of course, one has to maintain the balance as, as an educator. I'm, I'm a stickler for, uh, okay, your timings for, uh, you know, for whatever laptop or, or TV, like I'm, I'm very particular and being a mother as well. So one has to balance it out, which helps you to kind of uh, self-discipline. But uh, yeah, I mean, look at kids, they are so good. 
I mean, you know, so I think that's what the coming generation, they're somehow naturally tuned to it. We don't need to sit and teach them. I'm not criticizing, but if you go to uh, an elderly person, you know, you, you'll have to tell them the ABC of it. I think kids just know it. You just have to tell them, do this, do that. It just comes. Every family, is, every family has this ex examples in such a way. Exactly. That exactly. Is. So, and, and I think it can be a beautiful blend of creativity. That's why I gave the example, be it art, be it art and craft, be it writing. You know, so of course, then it forays, you become more specific. You kind of center it down to, okay, I'm talking of creative writing or I'm talking of painting or I'm talking of art and craft or I'm talking of dance and drama. It's, creativity is like all, I mean, that's why I said we are born with it naturally. And everybody, and that's the time when a person kind of feels at peace. That's your me time when you just kind of calms you down completely. When you bring out your creative bent of mind. Everybody has it. You just have to discover it. Do I like painting? Do I like art and craft? Do I like doodling? What is it? Yes. So, so that I think that's the kind of therapy. Gradually, people discover and you know narrow down their creative zone to put their one hundred percent focus in order to get a very amazing creative outcome. Ma'am, you mentioned a lot of time here about the youth young segmentation. So I know that you have a very, you know, prominent side of your, you know, work that is a life coaching segmentation, right? So even uh, for me, I never heard a lot of people who involved in life coaching. I know a lot of life coaches, but I don't know the people who are taking the services, right? I, I have seen mm -hmm. people who are struggling with their something. It can be depression. It can be their career path uh, objection or something like that. They... Uh, most of the time, yes. I have seen like they have gone through a therapist or a counselor or somebody like that. Yes. But I have never heard yes. that somebody is going to the life coach. So can you please mm -hmm. you know, elaborate what is this life coaching is exactly all about so that our audience who are listening this, so they might find a new section because the term life coach always suggests that it is going to help us. But we are not sure how it is exactly going to yes. help us. Exactly. Yes. So I think that's, again, a very prominent question. And uh, in today's world, you know, if you really look at the, we, the word stress never existed 30 years back or 40 years back or even 20 years back. There was no such word as depression. All right. They knew what is depression. Nobody discussed it in the way it is being discussed today, if you see. And uh, now we have to see why has that thing happened? Because our responsibilities have gone up. There is competition, constant competition, irrespective of the age group, starting from a kindergarten, like a child who's in kindergarten. Okay, I, I believe there are, to get through kindergarten is more difficult to get through colleges. You have to see the stress level for the parents because, you know, there's, uh, you know, a lot of those score points you have to get and you have to ensure that, you know, and there is a chit system and, you know, then it is, you know, the best will be picked out. So parents are really stressed when it comes to even kindergarten admission. You know, so what I'm trying to bring out here is that from that age till the the age of youth and then it goes to middle or whatever age group it may be, today the stress levels have really gone up. You're all aware. And you, you ask a child from school, they will know what it is, what's stress level, because so much is being done in, in schools, even in companies, it's being done for people around, for working professionals, etc. So I think it's very important to understand and why uh, I... 
I'm able to distinguish between the two because psychology was my subject as well. Oh. Now, why I did psychology initially was to understand the difference between life coaching and psychology to see what the content matter is and how does it differ. So I remember when I was doing my psychology, uh, you know, like uh, when I was, uh, so, you know, the the kind of, it talks about the human mind, the human brain. Okay, this is where it is. This is uh, the different levels of the kind of medication, etc. Though I, I try, I specialized in uh, counseling. And uh, when I did my life coach, now, the, now what happens is if someone is suffering from depression, acute depression, cannot go to a life coach, you need medical intervention there. That's the time the life coaches automatically say, please go to a psychologist. This is any any established or any any life coach, uh, you know, would always do that for someone who's under acute depression because you need medical intervention there. The beauty of life coaches, the solution lies with the person. They will never give advice. They will never give suggestion. Do this, do that. This is good for you. Take this medicine. Nothing of that sort. Okay. So the solution comes up from the person who is seeking help here and help is so you, you're like a friend to the life coach okay you know friend in the sense that you, you know, kind of open up and the solution comes up from the person herself or himself that's the beauty of life coaching and actually if you look at uh, things Rahul uh, if there are challenges in life I think somewhere the answer lies within you know, you could be complaining about a boss. You could be complaining about, okay, I didn't get my best teacher. I was expecting my favorite teacher. I didn't get my favorite teacher. I didn't get the best boss. I didn't get the best colleague. You cannot change them. But there is something in us that we can change that will help us overcome the situation. I'm talking of human relations. Like right. I'm just giving an example. You know, so the beauty of life coach is that no advice in that sense is given that do this and do that we the ball is in the court of the person automatically the solution also comes from the person okay i know how to deal with the situation now we kind of handhold you know and that's what is my understanding uh you know of the difference between going to a psychologist and to a life coach these days even sports uh, person celebrities, children, irrespective of whether you're a superstar, you are a homemaker, you are a working professional, everybody is going to a life coach. Whoever feels the need. Because you need to talk it out with someone. You cannot be talking with your family members or your friends also all the time. Okay. Because here you have a neutral person who's non-judgmental sitting in front of you, who will not judge you or assess you on the basis of, oh, oh okay. So that is the difference. Okay, so I have a, like a question here, ma'am, that, okay, uh, what is the differentiation? Like, I understood the differentiation between a psychologist and the life coach. But how are you going to differentiate between a counselor and a life coach? A counselor is not a psychologist, right? Yeah. So uh, now, if again, counseling also depends if you're talking about school counseling. Yeah. I can say particularly because, you know, I mean, since I've been an educator for, uh, you know, so uh, again, a school counselor will guide you again, it depends if you're going to a career counselor, if you are talking about a career counselor or again, counselor will never give you medication. They cannot prescribe you any medication. Right. Again, they will refer depending on the case of the person. If someone is heavily bipolar, they will say, please go to so-and-so psychiatrist or someone who has acute I'm just giving you an example, suicidal tendencies. A counselor will not take up the case, will straight away refer to a psychologist, a clinical psychologist. 
so ma'am uh, if i can ask you that you know being a life coach for this long time that do you think that you know everybody like you know not like the people who are facing the trouble that certain section or certain movement of their life they just only talk to the life coach rather everybody should uh, talk to a life coach in order to enhance their life's you know capability or the mental peace so do you suggest that thing to most of the people like you know that everybody should at least at certain point of the time talk to a life coach not only when they are facing difficulties like not like that kind of things like you know when i'm having trouble i am believing in god and then like when the trouble is gone i don't believe in god not that kind of thing rather one should have a consistency over there and what is the like setting that you know people usually do whether they like do it weekly or monthly or something like that okay so uh, that's again a very interesting question and uh, uh, you know like i will be neutral here rahul uh, in the sense that it is the choice of the individual uh -huh. because see a 100% solution doesn't lie with anyone in this world correct like i said the solution comes from the person now what happens is that sometimes people lose patience when they come to a life coach oh in one session they expect all the result it's not possible okay. the okay. first session you're getting to know the person the person is getting to know you and okay some steps if you feel okay this is what after the person agrees okay now i understand what i need to change in me and when you go back to your area of challenge suppose the problem was related to i'm giving a very simple example uh, between husband and wife we can't get along well each other with with each other and the solution the husband comes up with okay i think this is what i need to change in myself after this one session is over I, this is what i need to change myself i will i'm ready to do it when i go back next day the person faces a situation wife again comes up with the same problem i am doing all the work you're not helping me in the kitchen and then the person says well why should i when i'm working very hard i don't have time so he forgot that what i did in the session i'm not applying it here so again the person will go back so what i'm trying to bring out here it doesn't just happen with one session it may even happen with one session because every individual is unique and different correct you know and uh, of course uh, like i said uh there is no one in this world be it a psychiatrist be a, a you know a counselor be it a life coach who will give you the of course we are there to guide we'll take you through you will see a vast difference right. you can see the difference between black and white you know but somewhere the person also needs to make an effort Exactly, exactly. Other and you know? no, yeah. no wheels are going to push. Like you know, if they are not you know pushing themselves in such a way. Exactly. So, exactly. Marriage, you know, uh, example was pretty much uh, scared for me because you know I'm going to get married in next January. <laughs> so great, congratulations! Don't worry, you can make a great husband. You. <laughs> I need to get a call with you your first. <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> so, uh, uh, your book is coming, right? So, uh, before I getting into the book segmentation, uh, you have like, you know, uh, do you believe that, you know, being a life coach and creative coach helped you to interact with a lot of human beings and learned about the human, you know, patterns of thinking, humans patterns of the uh, thought process that is something that is we find in the books in a written format right like the human patterns are there in different ways so do you think ma'am that you know it inspired you to write a book in some way yes so uh, rahul uh, uh, again this is this question is very close to my heart in a way because you you literally you know got what i was there in my mind 
So uh, I had been thinking of writing one for many, many years, of course, you know. And I'm glad that I went through the different experiences of life in many different ways and which helped me to uh, bring them out through the different characters in my book. Um, you know, so I think having dealt with human emotions, you know, I'm not saying just because I was an educator. Why I can say is because, okay, I've worked as a copywriter. I've been a marketing person also. I've worked in publishing houses. I've been an educator. So I've met people from different areas of life, different walks of life, different age groups. You know, so that kind of helped me to understand the characters in my book. Correct, correct, correct. You know, and, uh, and to really bring it out through the protagonist, through the main character, side character, the setting, everything put together. Yeah. So we are at the end of the uh, our podcast segmentation. I hope you enjoyed it. But before I, really? uh, I you know, before I before we come to the exact end, we have like five minutes. So we, I would love to ask you, like you know, ma'am. Um, I know that you know you cannot talk about the book, but can you at least give us the idea, like you know, what is this book is going to be in which genre? Like you know, it is like romantic, mystery, psychological thriller, or something. What is it? Sure, 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 Rahul. I would definitely like to share that. So, I uh, I would like to start with this line of Tagore, which always plays you know in my mind and heart, where the mind is without fear and the head is held high. Exactly, exactly. Because even, so it's a romantic genre and uh, it, the protagonist, uh, you know, the, the woman, you know, the protagonist, uh, she has, she, like, I'll not spoil it here. But of course, what I try to bring out is that for someone to have a very comfortable life and suddenly everything goes into a turmoil, topsy-turvy. So the human uh, mind has the, strong spirit to evolve just like the phoenix rises from the ashes the imaginary phoenix bird always rose from the ashes so we all as unique individuals you know we all have the potential to rise even if we have fallen on 10 times no matter what Got it. right and and of course if, if you read the book um i will you know not let out what really happens in the end the decision and that materialistic things really don't matter it's not just about the materialistic things of life what matters is being loved and giving out true pure love to everyone around you that's been in that and really to contribute yeah, yeah in, in that book you probably like you know uh gave a more thoughts on you know human connections more than the material world yes yes human emotions human connections it's a romantic genre and uh also contributing to society in a way i think that's very important that to really give back to society mm -hmm. in some way or the other that is so yes. amazing to know. I'm sure like, you know, the people who have been listening to us for this time, first of all, thank you to them for the patience of like, you know, hearing yes. out. I hope yes. they enjoyed it. And, you know, if you ever want to talk with ma'am or if you ever want to reach out to her book or anything, you will find the website in the description here. And I would love to like, you know, uh, talk to ma'am again once more time so that, you know, when I'll be in Noida or in Delhi, so I would definitely come to your home and I will eat so many. My things. pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> I would love to have you over. So just, uh, yeah. So the title of my book is A Leap of Faith. So I think, I think that's what everybody needs to really build on. A Leap of Faith. Thank Believe you. in yourself. Have Thank faith you in yourself. Yes. Sure Thank you so much. The audience really enjoyed it. So thank you. Yes, thank you so much, my dear audience. Yes, thank you so much, Rahul. Take care.